Tuesday afternoon, this is the Master on Hokanui, going to catch up with Victoria Tremaine out of Bannerman Crookshank Pride, the lawyers based here in Gore. Victoria, good afternoon. Hi there, Andy. How are you? Pretty good in a day like this. Um, but I'm really intrigued by this subject today. We're talking about disputes between neighbours. Um, you see neighbours at war in all these programmes on TV, although when you're living rurally and you're right beside each other and there's no one else around, well, you've got to try and kind of get on, don't you, to a degree, especially when it comes to, like, defence lines, etc. Yes, um, that's definitely true. Um, and, yeah, the most common disputes that we um, sort of have across our desk come in, in the form of, in relation to fences, um, trees, and also some easements that are often registered um, over properties. So, um yeah, we often have clients coming to us wanting to resolve those issues that can crop up time to time and, as you mentioned before, can sometimes lead to some strained neighbour relationships if the um, process isn't managed well um, and things can get a, a bit out of hand um, without some careful management of that, for sure. So straight off the bat, what do you do in the case of two properties that have got a broken, run-down fence that's no longer fit for purpose? Um, so the first step uh, would be, obviously, to try and reach agreement with your neighbour about how that fence issue um, was going to be resolved. There, there is some law which which deals with that um, in a more prescriptive kind of way, and that's the Fencing Act. Um, and somewhere of Fencing Act, really, it, it provides that when fences are on a boundary, which they should be on a boundary, um, that the cost of building or repairing a fence should be shared equally uh, between the adjoining owners. Um, obviously, if one person damages the fence, then that person who caused the damage will um, have to cover the cost of those repairs. Um, and if you are building a new fence, um, the neighbour um, can be compelled to have to contribute to the cost of um, building that fence as well. So um, there is yeah, some provision in there um, that sort of helps manage that, that process when you're in a, in a position where you've got to get that fence sorted. So you'd like to think there'd be goodwill between neighbours, and a lot of times it is. They just get on and get the fence done, and they cooperate. But that isn't always the case. So how do you go about getting your neighbour to contribute to the erection of a replacement fence? So the Fencing Act provides for some really specific procedures that need to be followed, um, and that includes giving notice to your neighbour of the work that you want to be done or needs to be done and notifying them that you are requiring them to contribute to the cost of the work. Um, in that notice, you've also got to estimate the cost of the work and specify you know, what, what might happen if um, they fail to come to the party or ignore your notice and, and those sorts of things. So the risk with that, though, is that if you don't follow the correct procedure um, and give your neighbour all of those bits of information, um, they could they could very well get out of having to contribute to the cost of the fence that you could be stuck with um, having to bear the cost of that. So if um, a neighbour, you give them the notice and they object to you know what you're proposing, um, they, the matter can, can head away off to court and a court can decide it instead and say who should contribute what. So you've got to make sure you, you cross your T's and dot your I's um, when you're going about it under the Fencing Act just to make sure that you're not compromising um, you know, your position and what you could ultimately achieve from, from the, your neighbour and contributing to the fence. So apart from the Fencing Act, are there any other restrictions and obligations regarding fences? 
Um, so there's another uh, piece of law, the Property Law Act, um, and that gives some other options um, to landowners who um, say there's a fence that's detrimentally um, affecting your land or obstructing a view, like if somebody's built a fence in a in a position that is, um, yeah, means that you you can't enjoy your property um, as you once had or would like to, um, then you can apply to the court again to have that removed. Obviously, the, the first port of call would be to try and resolve it directly with your neighbour first, which is the, the theme of today's chat. But um, there is yeah, the option to go down the court path if you need to. Um, there's also some like local authorities and councils um, have plans that can regulate um, things such as the height and the colour of fences and how close they can be built to other things like streams and rivers and, and property boundaries. Um, and there's also individual agreements can be entered into between property um, owners as well about particular fences, and that's quite common in subdivisions. Um, so that's more your, your town sort of focus, but um, they can those particular agreements like the size and the colour and what the fence is built out of and all those things can be registered against titles so that any future owners know what the rules are in relation to fences in that particular area as well. So... Um, those are you know, all other ways that you can make sure that you know what a fence should look like and what it, it may look like in the future, especially if a fence isn't in existence when you, you know, first go to look at the property and, and give you an idea of what could be there in the future. So um, fences are one thing, tree roots are another. What's, what is required regarding obligations with tree roots, for example, that may be causing drains to block on your property, I suppose it comes back to the same kind of circumstances, wouldn't it? Yes, it does, and definitely it's a case of talk to your neighbours, see if you can resolve it first. But um, essentially, um, anyone's entitled to grow trees on their property if they want to. Um, but if those trees, um, you know, begin as they grow to be, you know, potential or actual dangers to life, health property um, or undue obstruction of view or interfering with um, how other people are able to enjoy their land, um, there can be applications made to the court um, and a court can order a removal of the tree. Um, there are, that is a relatively complex matter though and there's lots of competing um, arguments I guess and details that a court would use to determine that. So that's, that's not a, a black and white as such. So um, Definitely some more legal advice in those sort of situations is, is recommended. Um, I said specifically, if there's damage to drains, um, they fall into the category of being dangerous to property, possibly health, um, especially if it was like a civil waste sort of drain that was damaged and leaking. Um, so a court could order um, that the trees removed or order that the drains are unblocked, and that usually would be at the cost of the neighbour whose, whose tree has those routes grow through across the boundary. Victoria Tremaine of Bannerman Crookshank Pride, the lawyers here in Gore. Thanks for your time in the muster once again. Thanks very much, Andy. See ya. Victoria Tremaine there from Bannerman Crookshank Pride, the lawyers. Interesting topic, likes of fence lines. Um, you'd like to think you've got a resolution with your neighbour, you get on with them well enough that you can sort things, but not always the case. So interesting what your options are there. So like Victoria said, the team at Bannerman Crookshank Pride can steer you in the right direction. Uh, Tuesday afternoon, this is the muster up next. You and Rodway from Environment Southland. Yeah.